Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this reaches you, listen to another episode of the Six Feet Under podcast. I am your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Puche. What's good, everybody? What's going on? Hey, man. As always, it's a special time whenever I have a guest on a show. This show is very near and dear to my heart because it talks about a topic that um, a lot of people want to be hands off about. A lot of people want to ignore. A lot of people want to act like it doesn't occur. A lot of people want to act like it's not real, but it's real. It's real in the motherfucking field. And that's um, being gay. Uh, I brought on one of my good brothers, one of my good friends, a person I know dearly, somebody I know very personally, and he's going to tell you a story about his uh, experience about being a gay man in America and how he came out. And uh, you know, man, just um, I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be something that's very personal to me and hits hits home because I was here with that man during this journey. So I hope you enjoy it, our brother. Appreciate you for being on the show. I don't get paid for this, although I do get paid for this. I don't get paid enough for this. So the quality's kind of fucked up sometimes. But you'll be all right. You want to know why y'all be all right? Because some of you guys are still out here drinking 2% milk. So you have no fucking place to judge me on the audio quality of my show. But <laughs> that being said, uh, my boy, this is this man, um, over 10 years of friendship. Uh, we met at a, we met at an interesting stage in each other's lives, huh, Mikhail? Yeah, we really did. We did, bro. We did. Um <laughs> So, before we even dive into the subject matter of today, um, I got to do what I always do. You guys listening to this, always got to ask, man, listen, like, subscribe, share, five-star the podcast, just show your brother some love, man. I'm out here just trying to, you know, bring enlightenment and education to the world through these interviews and just my podcast, so I'd appreciate that. And if you don't, if you just want to be a nosy motherfucker, then that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... Yeah, this this man, me and I, he and I, um, it's safe to say that we met during what would be a transition period in both of our lives. Is that is that safe to say? Almost definitely. Almost definitely. So as you heard him say earlier in the episode, um, we met during the Elko days. And Elko is uh, short for El Camino, which uh, is a it's a junior college. And and it's pretty. You know what, dude? I heard them say El Camino Junior College on the show Insecure. Have you ever seen that show Insecure? No, I haven't actually. Okay, so on the first season, the chick she brought it up. She was like, "I, I take classes, night classes at El Camino Junior College." Oh, so shit. we kind of went to a popping, like famous junior college, bro. Now that I think about it, <laughs> well, I mean, they had the stadium in what the longest yard, and they did. They did that 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 um that football stadium we played in. So a little bit back history before we get into the uh, episode. Me and this guy met when I moved to L.A. So I moved to L.A. strictly off the strength of a fucking dream, guys. I moved there to play junior college football. I was 19 years old. Literally moved there with a fucking backpack and a suitcase. And just, man, it was one of the craziest two years of my life. I At one point, I hated it. But now that I look back on it, the strength and relentlessness that it gave me to meet good people like my friend here is just uh, great. But uh, this episode won't be more so about junior college football because who the fuck cares about those washed ass dreams um <laughs> it, <laughs> it is bro it's a washed dream we we had a dream it didn't happen and whatever uh this episode is something that's a little bit sensitive but um i wanted to bring someone of um someone of that this community onto the show because they can give an actual better insight than i can and um 
without being, you know, without being too coarse and too firm. How the fuck can I not be coarse and firm? What am I talking about? I'm going to be raw and relentless. If my brother wants to answer a question, he can answer. My brother don't want to answer a question. He can tell me fuck off. I already told him that. But um, um, I did an episode recently uh, with my friend talking about tender dates and heartbreaks. You guys haven't checked that out. Go check it out. It's a really good episode. And in the DMs, I post up, I'm sorry, in, on, on IG, I post up stories regarding, you know, things related to the episodes and things people say about the episodes. So a heterosexual male stated that, you know, dating apps are stupid. It's safer just to meet people face to face. And that's just how the game goes. There's nothing better than meeting people face to face. It's stupid to do dating apps. And my friend here, um, who is of the community, and I'll let him, and I use community lightly, bro, because I really don't know what you, you label yourself as, you know? I'll let yeah. you do that. I appreciate um, it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's of the community, and he was like, nah, Pooch, like, this, that's not true, bro. Like, where the, the place, you know, and when I date, it's a lot easier to date this way. So, um, it'll be, this episode be LGBTQ, more of the G, I think you would say, <laughs> episode. <laughs> Um, talking about the, the ups and downs and the struggles and the woes. And before I even get into this, let me preface this. I've told you all this before. Love is love to me, baby. That's one of the reasons why me and this person are friends. And I think that's one of the reasons why you even, you know, even opened up to me like you did. Because you knew that I understood that I wasn't one to be closed-minded or, or ignorant about what somebody else's preferences are. So I get that out of the way. I'll let you open the floor. Um, you know, you, my friend, um, Am I saying it right, Mikhail? Mikhail? Mikhail. Mikhail. Um, Mikhail, you uh, you are a um uh I don't know why I'm studying, man. You Mikhail, you consider yourself a gay man. Is that is that correct? Oh yeah, I'm gay as fuck. <laughs> okay, gay as fuck. Whatever whatever term what whatever gay as fuck is, my G is gay as fuck. Now, here's the thing about um Mikhail. And uh, I'll tell the story, and then you, I'll let you just run with it. Right. You, sir, are now, you're, I wouldn't say you're an anomaly. I wouldn't say you're a norm, because what are those terms? What's what's anomaly? What's normal? What's different, you know? But when we met, the year was 2011. I never forget. We were both football players. That means we were around men all the time, right? Like, that's, we were just around men, right? Yep. And at the time... You know, the world wasn't, it wasn't, you know, the civil rights movement where there was like, you know, fuck the gays, but they weren't, you know, they still weren't that privy to open-minded. Like Michael Sam was not out, you know, gay athletes were not out when you were a, a fucking athlete. So before we even jump into that, let me just ask a question that I know plenty of heterosexual people want to know. Did you always know you were gay? Yeah, um... I mean, right when I had that sexual awakening, I was like 12 or 13. Yeah. I was just like, oh, shit. That guy is really hot. <laughs> <laughs> and then it kind of just progressed from there. Yeah. So it took a bit to be comfortable with it. Because, you yeah. know, back in the day. Oh, God, I sound old. Back in the day. Hoy. We're old, bro. <laughs> Fuck. No. Uh, it was a lot less accepting. Most definitely. So it's kind of fighting with that internalized homophobia and Mm -hmm. just that fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. And then becoming comfortable enough to actually, you know, say, yeah, I like the dick. (laughs) 
<laughs> I like the dick. You know what's crazy about what you just said is that back in the day, it was less accepting. And I have to pinpoint something out to people. And that's why I wanted you on this show. And that's why, especially you, because, you know, there's layers to everything. And I, without getting too deeply into it, there's layers to your backstory that I'll, I'll chime in on. And if you feel comfortable, talk about it if you don't. But you said back in the day, dude, you and I both, <clears throat> we're both not even 30 yet. We're not even 30. <laughs> we're close to 30, but we're not 30 yet. And so with that being said, to think that even if you're in your late 20s and you're a gay man, you still remember times when it was, quote unquote, not even remotely acceptable to be gay in public. You, you know how crazy that is? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you do. Clearly. <laughs> You're like, yo, that's a double edged sword. Because I am gay. <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I definitely understand. You know, okay, so, bro, this is what I want to ask you. You said, you said that, uh, you know, it wasn't acceptable. Another thing I must point out is that you lived in California your whole life oh, as a child and as a teenager, right? Yep. And it wasn't acceptable in California to openly come out and be gay. You know, I'm originally from down south. You know that from Memphis, Tennessee. And that's, that, you know, that's Bible thumping country. You know, that's it's it's like, nah, that gay shit's not cool. But you're saying in California, even the progressive state of California, the hippie state of California, motherfuckers were not accepting your gayness? God, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, I got out of high school. Mm -hmm. uh, so that got around pretty quickly. And, you know, I lost most friends that I had. You know, Hold on. So you got you, you know, that, that was I was going to ask you that you you came out in high school or were you outed in high school? I was outed in high school. Oh, Okay. You, do you care to share like the, the, the back backstory on that or, you know, at least a, a, a kind of a, how that kind of happened? Yeah. Um, so back then I was really dumb <laughs> and uh, there's this guy that I liked mm -hmm. and I did that thing where it's like, I sent him a text, but I was like, Oh shit. I didn't mean to send it to you. I'm so bad. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And he kind of just laughed and sent it to everybody. I was like, oh, fuck. Mm. Well, well, shit. So in your text, were you like, hey, bro, I really like you? Or were you like derogatory? Like, hey, bro, let me suck that dick. <laughs> no, nah, I was like, damn, you know, I really think that uh, this guy's, whatever his name was back then, was, you know, super cute. And mm -hmm. he's just so nice. And I like mm -hmm. him a lot. Mm -hmm. And then... I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't mean to send that to you. Unless. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you with the shits. And I'm trying to see what. You, I'm, not even go there with you. I'm not even going to go there with you. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it, bro. I get it. You're a teenager. You're a teenager. And a part of being a teenager is wanting and needing to be accepted. You know, wanting and needing to be accepted. So I get why you, you know, you shot your shot, you know, per se, to, you know, get at homeboy. But. I'm assuming you know now, like uh, that was that was kind of a that was kind of a that was kind of a crazy shot. Cause did he even give you the vibes that he was gay, or were you just crushing on him? Just crushing on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a history of this. You know that. <laughs> yeah, you do have a history of crushing <laughs> on uh, straight men. Hey, but you know what? We'll get into that story later on. 
Oh, it's terrible. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, one of the coolest things about doing the show now, I think, is that uh, a lot of the people that I spoke about in previous episodes, a lot of the people that I spoke about in like my Surviving February series, a lot of these people you hear now, uh, Mikhail, bro, you were on an episode inadvertently. I don't think you knew this, but I talked about you slightly before because uh, just to give a little bit back history on my my stance on this, um, I talked about my history of wondering if I was gay or not, you know, and I think you made a good point. When you're sexual, you know, you're you were sexually awakened at 12 or 13. I think they call that puberty scientifically. <laughs> yeah. Um, when when I before I hit puberty, I, you know, due to my own sexual experiences, due to be sexually assaulted at a young age by, you know, a relative um, that was a male. Um, I grew up thinking maybe I, too, am gay. You know, maybe I, too, like men. You know, I, I experienced this like at six or seven years old and it felt good. So I must be gay. Right. And when I hit puberty, I was, you know, I remember the first thing was is that I was solely attracted to women. Like, you know, I only jerked off to, fem- you know, men and women porn. And I and I only went and looked up naked pictures of women. So that kind of, that kind of put them, you know, that kind of put the ashes out for me on if I'm gay or not. But I will say this. I'm not going to lie. I'm secure enough with my sexuality to say, yo. There'll be some cute ass niggas out there, bro. <laughs> now, like, now let me like now let me let me let me stop you there. I'm just saying that man looks handsome. You know, that I am secure enough myself to be like, yo, that's a good looking man. That man looks very fucking well. He looks very nice. You know, he looks so well. He's good looking enough that if if my woman slept with him, like if I had a girlfriend and she slept with him, I'd be okay with it. You know, there's like for example, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. That's a good-looking nigga. That's a good-looking nigga. I'm not even going to front. Michael B. Jordan is a good-looking nigga. If Michael B. Jordan slept with my woman, I would high-five her. I would high-five my woman. I would be like, hey, girl, go ahead. Yes, bitch. You, Michael B. Jordan. Yes. All right. Like, what was it like? How was it? How was it? Exactly. <laughs> Does he wear socks or does he not wear socks? Eee. Like, like you know, like does it hook? Does it is it straight? Like you know, like in in I I say that to say that like I am thoroughly understanding that someone's sexuality, who people are attracted to, does not make up the moral compass of who they are. You know, it does not. It doesn't matter, man. It just doesn't matter. You know, it, so many other problems I rather have with people rather than who they allow inside them or who they put themselves inside. It's just, it's not important to me, but you know, there's some flip sides to that coin. So, okay. Now you're out of high school. All right. And you're out of high school, bro. You're playing football and you are a pretty good football player. You know what? Mind you, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't ask you a question. I need to ask you, I ask everybody this when they come on my show. How tall are you, bro? Six foot. Oh, this nigga's lying. now let me explain something to you guys you heard me say it a multitude of times i don't trust people that are six feet and taller hell i made a whole podcast about dissing people that are over six feet tall or six feet taller you know or six feet now you mikhail bro i'm gonna let you slide I'm going to give you a fucking opportunity to recorrect yourself. We're going to just say you're 5'11". 
Another for, three quarters. Yeah. And for future sense, any motherfucker that's on my show, if you tell me that you're over six feet, if you're six feet or six feet over, I'm literally going to just say you're 5'11". Because if we're going to be cool, you can't be out of the fives club. And it's just me. Fuck all the other bullshit. But anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, dude, you're a football player. You're a pretty good football player. I remember you were definitely one. You were a captain. You were a captain of our fucking football team. So you were respected. You were not a, a slap dick, um, all puns intended. Uh, <laughs> you were um, you were a very strong guy. And, you know, even if you didn't get along with people on the team, I remember everybody respected you. I remember that. Like, you know, if someone has something bad to say about you, I remember there would be at least one or two guys who go, like, hey, don't talk about him like that, you know? And one of the things I remember was that you were you were either always, like, kind of getting poked fun of because you're not going to lie, guys. My, my brother here, he's, he's a pretty burly chest guy. He's a big guy. And being such a big guy, your voice is soft. You're kind of a soft-spoken person, but you're still strong and destructive if you want to be. What was it like, man, like hiding who you were amongst men on a team that I know for a fact you were attracted to some of those men? <laughs> yes, I was, unfortunately. Um, it was hard because, I mean, so at that time I'd come out to my parents and uh, we had that whole entire not great reaction. My mom's mm-hmm. a Baptist. My dad's a oh, – no. Mom's Catholic, my dad's a Baptist. Mm-hmm. So uh, their reactions weren't very good. Mm-hmm. So then I didn't really have anybody to connect to yeah, or to kind of have friends, I guess. So here I am on this football team, mm-hmm. and there are these guys that are just like so fucking attractive, but also the only people that I could really connect to. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't really connect to them because I had to hide this whole entire huge part of myself mm-hmm. that, you know, if I said, hey, uh, I'm kind of gay, guys. I'm kind of. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gay as fuck back then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nah. And then, you know, get rejection from there. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that time, I was still pretty uh, gung-ho about going D1 and everything. So I was like, yeah. I can't allow, you know, being gay to affect my chances of getting a scholarship because, you know, mm-hmm. that's how I was going to finish school. Yeah. And yeah, so I mean, it was really difficult, actually. Yeah, no, you you know, uh, I skipped over this, but if you don't mind, can you and you just kind of said it? Uh, can you give us a breakdown of what it was like coming out to your parents? I know you, you are you're biracial. Uh, I know your mom's white, but your 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 pops, he's black. My biological dad is uh, Hawaiian and black. Okay, yeah. Okay, because you, because if I'm correct, and it's not trying to put your business out there, you grew up with your mom and your stepdad, not your technically yeah. biological dad. So, yeah. but but your stepdad was pretty much here your whole fucking life anyway. So that's kind of that's kind of being your father. Yeah, it's your dad. Yeah, cool dude. Um, what was it like coming out to him? Because I've met both your parents, and they are they're very strong minded to say the least. Yeah. Um. So back then, the hadn't put a lot of work into growing in terms mm. of, you know, understanding, ex- accepting a gay son. So I got hit with, you know, it's a mother's worst nightmare for a son to be gay. Mm. Um, my dad told me that I'm breaking up our family. 
And we didn't kind of resolve that until maybe a year and a half ago, actually. And when did this conversation first happen? Uh, when I was 16, so high school, so 2000 and, 2009? Yeah, 2009, I think. 2008, 2009. That's when we were like yeah. 16, 17. Uh, so you're telling me that for almost 10 years, for almost 10 years, you told your parents, hey, mom and dad, I'm gay. And they kind of just were like, yo, this is terrible. And for almost 10 years, you guys just didn't acknowledge it. Or did you acknowledge it? And, and they, or did you acknowledge it? Did they acknowledge it? And, and you guys just kept it pushing? Or did they just pretend? Pretend. Okay. It was a, more of a don't ask, don't tell kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Which is, which is crazy. Because without putting either one of our businesses out there like that, I was over this guy's house. My second year living in LA, I was at your house probably 75% of the time. Like, was not. I was, like, always at your fucking house. You know, your parents live in a pretty nice house. I'm not even going to I'm not going to play out the area they, they live in. But they live in L.A. It's a pretty nice house. And they've done pretty well for themselves. But that wasn't why I was over there. You were just always a nice person, a genuine person. And I think that's one of the things that I remember about this guy, ladies and gentlemen, was that when we met, I was broke. I mean, I'm broke as fuck now. But I was broke, broke. <laughs> I was living in the fucking slums of the fucking ghetto. I was I was living in this area uh, right off Crenshaw. I think it's like 65th and Crenshaw, right down the street from El Camino. And I lived with the roaches, and it was gross. It was gross as fuck. But, you know, you, you live and you learn. Those, those are character booster situations. I was fucked up, and one day... I ended up hanging out with you and um, we got separated from the group, went to the beach. I think the group went off. I think the group went off to smoke or something. And and we were like, I'm not going to go smoke, whatever. And so you, I didn't know you at all. We had only been like football teammates for like a month and a half. But back when you're in college, you don't hang out with your, your fucking people who are not in your position. You hang out with the people who like play the same position. So I was a running back. You were a lineman. So I didn't hang out with you, you know? And so the first time we hung out, uh, my boy Mikhail, uh, he takes me to a pizza joint. He, well, we, we were walking over to a pizza joint uh, from the beach. And he's like, hey, you want something to eat? And I'm like, yeah, I'll take a – it was like – no, I said, you know what? I'm sorry, dude. I don't have any money. And he's like, it's good, dude. I'll get you something to eat. And you got me some food. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why I always ask you, what are we eating? You know, what are we eating today? Because I feel like the best conversations start over food. And Mikhail, Mikhail bro, you said the most – like you said some of the most sweetest shit I've ever heard. You <laughs> bought me a whole ass pizza and we sat there and ate. And I said, dude, I don't have any money. And you said, bro, you're a family. We're family. You're on the team. You're on the football team. We're going to go to war with each other. We're basically family. That's the way I see it. Just fucking eat and shut up. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. And I just proceeded to like just eat my food as fast as possible before you change your fucking mind. And that was just the funniest thing about you. I remember like before I knew anything about your personal your personal your 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 sexual interest. It's it it was never it was never taken that you were a person that was not just nice to people. And before I knew you were a quote unquote gay man, which I have a hard time calling you a gay man because I don't walk around saying I'm a straight man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't go, oh, there goes that straight man. There goes that straight woman. 
you know you know i don't do that so it makes no sense to me to do that but before you know i even knew you were a gay man it wasn't like you were out here hitting on me and like oh like you know let me you know get it with you no you were you know uh keith come on man let's hang out let's go from there so i just have to put that dialogue out there to say that people who are afraid of gay people understand this they don't want you nope <laughs> they don't want You're you damn dog. right gay people don't want you bro <laughs> i mean here's the thing and i don't get that i don't get how people can't understand that because all heterosexual men think that gay men want them nope no, hell they no, they don't. Just like all heterosexual women don't want you, Mister Straight Man. <laughs> Nigga, it ain't rocket science. <laughs> oh God, Ain't you know, fucking men. It, it it it's just one of those ignorant fucking things, bro. Where you think because something, you know, here's the thing: people don't like what they don't understand. You know, I hate math. I fucking hate doing math. You want to know why? Because I don't know how to fucking do it. I don't <laughs> understand it. So that's how I feel about how people feel about gay people. They don't understand them. It doesn't align with their beliefs. So they don't fucking like them. Okay. Dude, you don't have to like it, but you got to respect it, bitch. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I ask. I don't want people to like everything. I don't want people to fucking accept everything because that'd be fake. Just respect it. If I'm not placing my burdens onto you, then why should you place your beliefs onto me? I thought this was fucking America, but I don't know, man. Maybe I'm fucking crazy. Um, I'm sorry, dude. I, I just always go on that rant when I hear about how your parents didn't accept you because although I respect your parents, I respect them a lot. That's bullshit, bro. That's that's complete bullshit that they they said that about you. You know what I'm saying? Because I would have never said that to someone coming up and coming out to me. Which do you want to tell the story about how you came out to me? Honestly, I don't remember it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I've blocked out most of like the El Camino times. Mm, okay, that makes sense. Cause uh... do, do you mind if I tell it? Go for it. Okay. So way long before way long before you were gay as fuck you used to do this thing now we 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 i lived in la some of our friends well la county let's just say la county because it's a huge ass fucking county but we were everywhere back in the day we were in clover city we were in inglewood we were in gardena i lived in crenshaw uh then i lived in redondo beach and then i lived in pasadena i lived everywhere you know, and with you, we were always going somewhere, you know, that was one thing I remember about being with you. Uh, you and I used to go to a friend's house. We'll call him. Um, we'll call him Hefe. OK. Oh, Gay Street. Yeah. Gay Street. You remember that now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> There's a street in Inglewood, in Inglewood, California, called Gay Street. And we used to go pick up a friend named Hefe. Um from his house in Gay Street. And as we would pass by, now at this time, I was young, dumb, and full of cum. Like, there was... <laughs> I didn't really observe much shit. You, my brother, used to do this thing every time we drove by Gay Street. You would go, huh, Gay Street. 
It's <laughs> one hell of a name for a street. And you did it like three or four times. And I remember thinking like, yeah, that shit crazy. You know, I'm not thinking about much. You know, I'm not thinking about much. And we would go pick up Hefe and we would just go, bro. We would go do whatever we would do. And one day, um, because our, our second year of playing junior college football did not go as well as our first year. Our first year, our team was great and we were good and we had good good coaching, good leadership. Our second year was trash. It was terrible. So we spent a lot of time fucking eating out and venting about shit. <laughs> one day, I remember you picked me up. It was me, you, and uh, our boy Nation. Um, shout out to Nation. Big, big hey. Nation. Hey, shout out to the boy. It was me, you, and Nation. I don't remember where we were eating, but Nation went to the bathroom, and it was me and you, and I'm just sitting there eating my food because, again, I'm broke, bro. I'm always fucking broke. I'm always fucking hungry. And you looked at me, and you called me by my government name, and you said, hey, what's your opinion on gay people? And I looked at you, and I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't care. And I remember I was eating, I was eating some noodles or something. And I went back to slurping my noodles. And as like, I'm eating my food, I'm looking down and I just hear you go. (sniffs) And like, you're sniffling. And I was like, what the (laughs) fuck is this dude need to, need to blow his nose. And I looked up at you and dude, you were just crying. You were crying so hard. And I was like, yo, what's wrong with you? And you couldn't get the words out. And I looked at you and I go, Yo, bro, are you gay? <laughs> yeah. And you just looked at me and you shook your head. And I just, I, I remember time like froze. It was like one of those moments where you want to be a good friend. You want to be a good person. You want to say something out loud. But I remember having nothing to say to you. I remember looking at you and I went, okay, that's cool, bro. I don't care. And I went back to eating my food. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I went, I went back to eat my food and then you kept looking at me and then I and I go, okay, bro, duh, I, I already knew you were gay. And do you remember this? And I was like, bro, I already knew you were gay. And you were like, are you serious? And I was like, yes. Yep. Yes, bro, I already knew this. I already knew this. Like I already knew you were gay. I already oh, well, here's the thing. Let me stop giving myself so much credit. I didn't know you were gay per se. But I knew there was a possibility from you being gay, which will segue into something we're about to talk about right now, is that I thought maybe you could have been gay. Right. But then I remember thinking he's such a good friend. He's such a good person. I don't care that it never I never was going to ask you. But someone and I've told you the story before, someone on the team um, said to me, whose name starts with the L, uh, hey, I think. Uh, Mikhail's gay, and I was like, "Word!" And he was Wait, like, tall, bald guy with the bushy brows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so, a story I can tell you about him. But, I, I know, yeah. I know. We'll, we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that. So when he said that to me, I said, "Oh yeah, I can see it." And then I, we just kept pushing. I didn't give a fuck anymore. I just kept pushing with the conversation. Now, you you're you were not openly gay when we were in college. You were, for the most part, down low. For the most part, you know. But we'll just use that term, down low. But we know you weren't down low because you wanted to be. It was more so just because you had to be. Did you deal with down low brothers on the football team? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. There was uh, a couple 
that were um, oh yeah that were curious at the very least. Yeah, that's that's what we'll say. So we don't, you know, we're not gonna put no names out there. God no. But yeah, there were a couple that were curious that uh, we messed around a little bit. Whoa, whoa, what, bro? Hold on, you messed around with? I didn't know you messed around with some of the guys on the team. Oh yeah. <laughs> the more you know hey ladies and gentlemen I will tell you guys this this was the only part that bothered me about it <laughs> this is going to sound really ignorant but me Mikai say it again for me bro sorry no worries Mikayo. Mikayo. Uh, me Mikayo, and a couple other guys would hang out right and Again, back then, young, dumb, full of cum, I was not, I, I wasn't observing anything. I wasn't observing anything. But when you came out to me, I started being a little more observant and I started wondering, hold on, hold on, hold on. Bro, am I the pawn in this? Am I like the only straight guy here? Are all y'all niggas fucking? <laughs> Are y'all fucking? And I didn't know. I didn't realize, and, 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 and no, no shots fired because I know some of the guys who who we hung out with listen to this this show. Um, you know, I'm not saying I was the only straight guy, and I'm not saying every guy that we hung out with, you you know, you guys were fucking. But it's 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 pretty astonishing to turn around and be like, hold on, all my friends are fucking each other, and I'm just sitting here like. Hey guys, just having a good ass time, and I'm not realizing when I come over sometimes while like there's drama in the room. Oh, because you guys are fucking. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know this. You guys have been fucking each other the whole time. You motherfuckers have been fucking, and it's different because had it been a man and a woman, I'd have been like, oh yeah, they must be fucking. But since it was my two guy friends you know, throwing drama with each other, throwing shade with each other. Or like, I recall one time getting in the car with you and sitting in the back seat, no, sitting in the front seat and one of our guy friends, and I'm not sure if you messed around with him or not, but sitting, he was sitting in the back seat and he was just like going off about this female that he was talking to. And he was like, yeah, this, yeah, that, yeah, this. And then he gets out of the car and then you look at me. And again, I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb. You look at me and you're like, huh, I hate when he does that. He knows he gets on my nerves. And I'm like, why the fuck do you care when he rants about females? Looking back on it now, I realize it was because either you two had similar interests or you had interest in each other or you had interest in him or y'all niggas was fucking. And this nigga was trying to give off the illusion that everything was cool. You guys, you guys, you, you did it good. What I'm trying to say is, <laughs> Mikhail, 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 you did it well, bro. You played your game well. Because the fact that I did not know you were actually hooking up with the guys on the team and I was hanging out with all you guys was pretty fucking, that was pretty fucking incredible, bro. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You're, you're a magician. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there was, there were some down low guys on the team. So, okay. Now we're in a position that you're dealing with down low, right? What's it like being a gay man in America trying to date men? Cause are you openly gay? Uh, now I'm pretty open. Um, I don't advertise it at work or, mm. you know, when I'm teaching. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So do you, as, as a, as a, and I get that, that makes sense. I don't openly say that I'm a straight man, you know, I don't, Hey ladies, 
I love pussy. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> like, why do I need to say that? Like, I like vagina. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't need to. I like dick. Like, that's weird, dog. You don't need to do that. Um. Nah. So you're 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 openly gay. Uh, you date men. Now, what's it like trying to date as a gay man in America? Like, is it hard? Is it easy? I mean, the community is pretty open now, but is it is it difficult dating as a gay man? Oh, that's hard as fuck. Mm. So, I mean, kind of pulling from that response I gave you from your Instagram post. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, when you, when you see a girl that's attractive, mm-hmm. what's your plan so i mean like do you go to talk to him do you go hey yo ma can i <laughs> no <laughs> like you know what's your plan so i i think i know what you're trying to ask me here so if i see a woman that's attractive right and i you know she's aesthetically pleasing to me you know she looks good um she's most likely a nubian nugget because that's all i date um i will i will try to cultivate a thought of how i can strike up an interest so if she's wearing a color like let's say she's wearing red i'll be like red huh you like to catch the attention of like people you know just something silly dude just something to strike up conversation that's what i do first okay so if i see a guy that's attractive mm-hmm. i have to th- go through this process so it's could he be gay mm-hmm by curious or anywhere on the spectrum besides you know an absolute straight Mm -hmm. if i approach him and say hey you look really handsome Mm -hmm. or hey you look really cute Mm -hmm. is he gonna react is he gonna react violently Mm -hmm. is he gonna you know get his friends together we're gonna beat the fuck out of you for Mm -hmm. you know threatening my masculinity or something yeah yeah and then you know after all of that it's is he interesting yeah so Dating's hard. Yeah. Especially because there's this weird perception where if I tell a guy that he looks handsome or cute or that F looks great on him, that I'm threatening his masculinity. Like, his masculinity is threatened. Mm-hmm. So it's not even just, oh, you know, this gay guy is giving a compliment. It's, well, why does he find me cute? <laughs> why did he say that I look good in this outfit? Mm-hmm. We- and then... Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it's just that reaction. So, I mean, it'd be nice to meet somebody randomly and be like, okay, you know, they're cute. They're probably not going to try to beat the fuck out of me for saying that they're cute. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can roll with this. But, no, I can't do that. Which, if I can stop you there, you you and I spoke on the phone yesterday. And I said, you know, honestly, guy, you know, my guy, my G, I think I'm like, a, I'm a six. You know, I'm a six. And when I shave my beard or when I shave my beard, when I line up my beard and I shave my head, and you know, I smell good. I think I'm a good 7.5. And you said the nicest thing. You're like, nah, Pooch, you're like an 8.2. And I was like, that's flattering. Thank you. Because (laughs) here's, here's the funny part, guys. You can always take something to the left or you can take it to the right. You can take it as a positive or you can take it as a negative. To me, it's one thing for someone who's attracted to me, i.e. a woman, to be like, hey, you look good. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a compliment from a woman. I love it. But if someone of the same gender gives me a compliment, I'm going to just be out here. I know, a, I know a decent amount of gay people. 
you motherfuckers are some of the choosiest, pickiest, <laughs> just y'all gay people just ain't out here giving out compliments, bro. Like in not real compliments. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, you look good. Like for a gay man to be like, oh, you look good. It's like, oh shit, thanks, bro. <laughs> because the way I see it is, I'm I'm straight. I'm heterosexual, right? I don't want to sleep with a man. But for a man to basically shoot his shot at me, or not shoot his shot, let's take that back, because a compliment isn't shooting a shot. But for a man to say that I look good knowing damn well he ain't finna get nothing from me, oh, that's flattering. That means you really meant it, you know? <laughs> that's, that's the way I see it, you know? Because if you say a compliment to somebody and you want to have sex with them, do you really mean it or do you just want to sleep with them? You get what I'm saying? So yep. as a straight man, to have someone that you know, is non-straight, say I look good, knowing that they ain't gonna get nothing from me. I'm like, yo, that's that's dope, bro. Appreciate you. Thanks. Thanks, Sugarfoot. You know, <laughs> I appreciate you. Um, but yeah, man, so it's it's difficult. You said the beat the fuck out of you uh portion. I'm so sorry to hear shit like that because that's so heartbreaking to hear that people go through that. Have you ever personally ever experienced like a physical assault or attack from for being homosexual? Woo! <clears throat> okay. So you know how I got a scholarship to go play in Georgia? Yeah. After uh, Elko? Yeah, don't say the school name because we don't want to get sued. Oh, true. Yeah. So that unnamed school. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the reason why I transferred from that school was because I was raped and mm. I was, uh, physically assaulted by the people on my team. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. And that's how I wound up in Utah. Yeah. Cause I was like, nope. Yeah. Can't do that. Yeah, man. That, um, that made me cry the first time you told me that. I, I remember you told me that and I was just... Because you're such an upbeat, happy person, I couldn't imagine how you felt at that time. You know, um, so you were you were you were raped by your your teammates, your your football teammates. Uh, the one that I came out to, mm-hmm. he helped his roommate. Because mm-hmm. you know, I was uh, I wasn't 21 yet. Yeah, I turned 21 in Utah, I think. Yeah. So, you know, back then I was a goody goody two shoes. Yeah. Never drank, never did anything. So he uh he was making drinks and he put something in there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. So he helped. Man. That's that's very unfortunate to hear, dude. And um the worst part about that. I won't say the worst because there's so many parts that's bad about that. But one of the worst parts about that is, is that being is that you're a man, it's always difficult to try to openly tell someone, Hey, as a man, I was raped. I was sexually assaulted. You know, I, I, this happened to me, which I'm not saying that, you know, women have it easier. Don't get me wrong. Cause rape is terrible. It's fucking terrible. But as a man, it's it's very hard to openly just tell people like, yep, this is what happened to me. And people don't look at you as a weakling. Because I think the first thing you think when that happens, right, is that I'm weak. Am I correct? I don't know. I mean, I honestly didn't have any words for what happened. until so I started going to therapy 
a year and a half afterwards. Because mm. then it happened in the spring. I was there for the summer, transferred to Utah in the fall. Then I started therapy the spring after I got to Utah in 2013. Mm-hmm. And then we're talking, mm-hmm. and my therapist, great woman, um, she put it in really play terms. You were raped. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of shocking. Yeah. Because, I mean, I I guess part of how I coped with it was, you know, I, I didn't have a word for it. Mm-hmm. So it didn't happen or it's, you know, not as bad. It wasn't real. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's true. That's true, dude. I, you know, I didn't come out to my parents about what happened to me until maybe 15 years later, you know. And with that, I, I, and with that, it only came out because someone, I was one of my, I think it was my mother or someone like that. They asked me like, what's up with you? Like, why do you, why do you think like this? Or why are you acting like this or whatever? And it was just like, I just had like a breakdown moment. And I was like, dude, I don't know. Like this happened to me when I was a kid. And ever since that, I've always felt as though like, you know, cause with my situation, I always felt as though I would get in trouble. You know, and it's mm-hmm. so weird <laughs> to think like you did nothing wrong here, but you are like, yo, I'm going to get in trouble for this. I'm going to get in trouble for this. I'm going to get in trouble for this. Or why did I let this happen? You know, and so you kind of grow up wanting to hide things and wanting to stay away from things. And it just if it dude, it, it kills your self-worth, your self-value, at least from my standpoint. That's where I was with it. I was just like, I'm not valuable. I'm I can let somebody do this to me. Like what? come on man like yeah but um yeah that's yeah that that took a turn (laughs) (laughs) i i I, although i already knew the answer to that that still took a turn i was not prepared for that i um i do apologize that that uh that it happened um now i guess to be even darker with this and i hey man six feet on the podcast gotta be as real as possible so You've been gay. You've known you've been gay. Now, one would say that some people end their lives over such matters. And one would say some people just go about it and just accept it. Would you say that you ever wanted to hurt yourself because of your sexual your sexual appetite? Your sexual preference, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um... So you probably didn't notice back then, no. but uh, my left arm, there's a lot of scars, mm-hmm. and they're not all from football. Mm. So I picked up self-harming as a coping method in like high school, mm. and then uh, I attempted my first suicide attempt in high school. Mm. No, 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 middle school. Mm. Second one was high school, and the third one was uh, in Utah after Georgia. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, the next time you see me, you can uh, look at my left arm and be like, "Oh shit!" Next, the next time I see you, all I'm gonna do is give you a big ass hug, my friend. <laughs> that sounds really good to me too, actually. Yeah, nah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's. Um, yeah. 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 And so these were obviously all failed attempts, and and do you think you're? Man, that's. I'm sorry. You know. It's it's always hard for me to talk to you about this because I want to feel bad for you, but because you're so upbeat, because you what do you got like two degrees now, right? 
Uh, yeah. To when I'm working on my second master's. Yeah, look, this motherfucker's successful, bro. Like you're a full fledged success success story. It's like hard to feel bad for you because I know you've done so much, but then it's like you're so inspiring. You're so inspiring because with all that you've done, all that you've been through, you still are here. You know, you know, and that that says a lot because some people aren't, bro. Some people aren't. Some people have really much, you know, they let that take over them. What would you say the as being a gay man in America, what was it or what is it that keeps you grounded? What keeps you here? What keeps you going? What keeps you motivated? Because realistically, some would say the world's fighting against you. You're not only just you're a gay black half black half white man you know you still got some black in you you still got some minority in you so it's like you're a gay minority man bro you already got one thing going against you <laughs> now you got yeah you got gayness going against you like what keeps you going <sighs> i mean honestly it's those relationships that i built mm-hmm. that family that i made because mm-hmm. then yeah i mean looking back i you know, I wasn't close to my family. Mm-hmm. We had that whole entire falling out. Mm-hmm. And I figured, you know, it's like you, like you said, like you remind, like you reminded me, we're about to go into this war. We're basically family. Yeah. And that's kind of what kept me there. I mean, it didn't really help when I was in Georgia and I was like, oh shit, this is trauma that I don't know what to deal with. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, you guys, honestly, I mean, you see a, Everybody, yeah. no names. Oh no, you can. I mean, shit. See, that's not his full name anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> <True. laughs> Grown ass man named Sia. Um, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, I mean, you guys did. Yeah, no. I'm. I mean, it was. We had a good collective of friends. Uh, Sia, Nation, um, Hefe before he started tripping. Um, <laughs> fucking uh, our boy Sereno. He was good. Um. You know, we had a good, we get a, had a good core friends because we were all going through a transition period at that time in our lives. All of us, we were 19, 20, 21 year olds. You know, it was, you know, just trying our best to make something out of ourselves and just be a better versions of ourselves that we probably would never accomplish <laughs> without that drama, you know. I, I, God, I need to write a movie about life as a junior college student playing football. Fucking dude. God. I'd watch the fuck out of that. God, I would watch the fuck out of that, dude. That was so much drama. Uh, but no, dude, that I, I, I can understand that. I can understand that. It was, it was what you're saying to me was that you could, you had a good foundation. You had a good foundation, a good core people that were able to help you get through the times, which, um, I agree. That's what it's that's what it's about, man. Whether it's your family or it's your friends, um, your I don't know, significant other, your faith, whatever it is, as long as you got a foundation of support, you can make it through it. You know, you can make it through it, dude. Because I myself, you know, I tried to take myself out of the paint. That wasn't over that wasn't over my sexuality. That was just because I felt like a failure in life, you know. Didn't make it in football, mm-hmm. didn't make it in law school, not making it right now. You know, you're overweight. You're you're driving a busted car. Like, dude, kill yourself. That was literally what I was telling myself. Like, just, just fucking kill yourself, bro. Just get it over with. You'll do yourself a solid. But yeah, like even with my failed attempts, every time I walked away from them, 
I had to think to myself, like, man, I'm so glad I didn't do that. You know, there are people who care for me, which, you know, there are people who care for you. You know, I would be devastated, devastated if I heard that you passed due to suicide because you couldn't take whatever you were going through anymore. You know, that would that would break my fucking heart because it would be just like, bro, we could have talked about this. You could have called me. We could have we could have discussed the matters like you don't have to do this, you know, but some people don't have that, man. And so that's that's why I wanted to bring you on the show today. That's why that's why I took time out of my day to bother you about, you know, giving just some insight of what it's like, you know, dealing with um, being uh, I still have a hard time saying it, being a gay man. Again, like I said, I, I it's not that I can't consider you gay because, again, who the fuck cares? <laughs> it's just that that is just something I don't fucking care about. You know, I just don't, you know. It, it, well, that's refreshing. It's, it, well, because here's the thing: you could be a straight man and be a fucking misogynist asshole, fucking wife beater, fucking you know, just a dick, a terrible person, and people will be like, oh, "Okay," but you throw all of these things onto yourself, right? Say that you are. I say you are. You're a fucking. You have two degrees. You have a master's. You teach. You fucking travel the world. You're educated. You're a nice person. And if I just told someone that about you, they'd be like, he sounds like a great guy. But then if I said, he's gay. Oh, my God. <gasps> Protect the children. Oh, my God. How's this going to... Think of the children. How's this going to hurt the generation? It's like, what do you mean? Uh, he's gay. And it's uh, like, dude, let me tell you something. I can thoroughly tell y'all this. And y'all can quote Uncle Puche on this. Maybe y'all stop listening to my show after this. Maybe I'll get canceled after this. But gay people are not about to turn your kids. <laughs> nope. Must I repeat again? Gay people Please do. are not about to turn your kids. And I can only vouch for this because I have plenty of quote unquote homosexual gay family members. And I always say quote unquote because the, the, the label, the term doesn't fucking matter to me. But with that being said, these people I've grown up around that are gay, I've never thought, yo, I want to suck a dick because I saw my uncle talk about sucking dick. I mean, I've never seen that happen, but what I'm saying is I've never thought that either. You know, if I ever thought of doing anything that was that was considered homosexual, it was simply because I wanted to do this shit. I decided to do this shit. I put myself out here to do this shit. I put myself in a place to do this stop blaming other people for your children's actions stop blaming other people for the the preferences they choose because here's the thing yo i'm gonna close it out like this because i have to ask you this ignorant question but bro is being gay a choice did you just wake up one day and say i want to be gay no I mean, I woke up a couple of days. I was like, God, I wish I was straight. <laughs> It'd be so much easier. You know, I wouldn't have that fun with my parents. I wouldn't have got that physical and sexual assault. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have lost most of my friends in high school. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have, you know, had to hide myself for, what, two, three years at junior college. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, I mean, if I could choose... 
I choose to be me now, but back then, you know, I wish I was straight, I guess, because of this. So much of the trauma that I've had in my life has come from being gay or people's reactions mm-hmm. to me being gay. And, you know, why would I choose this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, motherfucker, I didn't choose to have cancer, hypothetically. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think most people would choose to bring something that would bring a problem onto their lives. It just happened. You know, it just fucking happened. Which is, it's it's a hard pill to swallow, uh, Macau, because honestly, bro, I am one of the worst people to accept it just happened. I'm like, no, there has to be a reason. And it's just like, no, bro. <laughs> I just, I am. You know? You know, I, I, as a straight man, I can't say I've had that problem with my sexuality, but I wish I wasn't as combative. You know? I wish I was easier to get along with. I wish I was more understanding when I was younger. But it, like, like we said, bro, it just happens. Life just happens. You don't know what you know until you know it. And it's just one of those things where we just need to understand that um, realistically, tolerance will never be a substitution for acceptance. Nope. Not at all. Tolerance will never be a substitution for acceptance. You know, it's it, I hate when people are like, I tolerate this. And it's like, well, you don't accept it, though, bro. And they're like, well, I don't have to accept it. And as I said earlier, you don't have to accept it because you really don't. You don't have to accept anything. But if you're not going to accept something, if you're going to tolerate it, at least be fucking respectful. Mm-hmm. Be fucking mindful, bro. That's all I ask. Just be mindful that not everybody here probably thinks like you. You know, that's the sucky part. People are like, you're trying to change me. They're trying to change us. And it's like, no, no, no. Nobody's trying to change you. Go to whatever the fuck shit you want to do behind your closed doors. All we're trying to say is, is that not everybody is a collective group thinks like you. Get over your fucking self. <laughs> preach and you know i don't i don't have much more left on that um i've taken up enough of your time on this beautiful day that we can't go outside and fucking enjoy <laughs> uh but uh Mikhail, Mikhail, bro it's it was it was it was nice having you on the show before i close this out do you have any other insight any other words anything for the the, the you know for the youth for the future for you know this is going to go on the internet man it's going to go on the gram like anything you want to like shed light on for people to understand um, I think with the most ones, like, okay, straight guys, if you get a compliment from a gay guy, nine times out of ten, they're not hitting on you. They're just giving you a compliment. Um, sexuality is a lot more fluid than our society dictates. Mm-hmm. So it's perfectly okay for men, women to have thoughts. And, you know, those thoughts might not match up with the label that you're giving mm-hmm. yourself. But they're still valid. Mm. So our society exists in this weird binary where you're either, you know, straight or gay. Mm. When really, sexuality is a lot more fluid. So try to work on some more self-acceptance, guys and girls, if you have any of those kind of uh, shifting thoughts. Um... And yeah, I mean, thanks for bringing me to the show. This was fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, I I appreciate you coming on, man. Anytime, dude. Anytime. Like I like I said, I I spoke about this once before, and I was like, dude, I, I'm well, I'm not gay, so I can't tell you guys. But 
And when you, when you, when you, when you responded on my DM, my DMs, I was like, hey, bro, we got to talk about this. I got to let the people know. Because here's the things, ladies and gentlemen. Uncle Puche is a man of the fucking people. Okay. I'm the fucking people's champ. Outside of being your uncle, I'm here to fucking educate you while I get educated. Because we all live in a mass communication era, but we got to be some of the dumbest motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life. There's so much communication, and you motherfuckers are stupid as shit. And guess what? I'm in you motherfuckers. I'm dumb as shit as well. We're all fucking ignorant in this together. We're all in this together. (laughs) Being fucking ignorant, okay? And I'm fucking ignorant. I'm fucking ignorant, yo. I don't know. Literally, it's a podcast rooted in sophisticated ignorance. I told you this motherfuckers years ago, (laughs) months ago, months ago rooted in sophisticated ignorance this is my sophisticated ignorance guys bringing people onto my show who know something about something that have no i only know surface level shit about so with that being said man yeah dude i i listen any fucking time and if you hear something on my show and you're like no no doesn't align you know you're more than welcome (laughs) to come back uh on my show at any time man Anytime, anytime. Um, that being said, dude, do you want to do you want to drop your IG or do you not want to drop your IG? Uh, shit. Go ahead, bro. Uh, shit. What is what is my IG? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what's my you, handle? You uh, so you know, my IG is Mikhail Bro M A K A I O B R O. Uh, you know, I post pictures about my dog, my roommates, and life in general, <laughs> and, and food. food, and food. And the man's one hell of a, a dancer. You do a lot of like Hawaiian dances, right? Uh, Polynesian in general. Oh, yeah. yeah, let me back the fuck up. Let me be political correct. He said Polynesian dances, not Hawaiian dances. Pooch, come on now. Um, <laughs> no, that's that's super cool, dude. And, and you know, here's the thing too. I I just got to throw this out here, just because you know, there's always these ignorant people out there. My man's, he ain't a slouch, bro. He will fuck you up. <laughs> Try to come, try to come with that dumb shit if you want. You could slide in the DMs and say crazy shit all you want. I'm sure he'll probably block you. I'm sure it's probably not the first time he's had to deal with something. But if you see him in person, he he, he, please try me. The the nigga ain't weak. He will beat you up. This nigga is is strong as shit, son. I've seen him at work like, yo, this nigga is strong, dog. So don't think it's sweet out here. Please don't. And don't think I run with a bunch of slap kicks. Like I said, I listen, I don't run with gangsters. I don't run with hustlers. I don't run with niggas who pop guns. I run with people that are fucking educated. But if we don't beat you up with our words and our mind and our, our vernacular, yo, if we got to come worse to worse, niggas will whoop you. Niggas will just beat you up. Niggas will just fight you. And that's word for my motherfucking mother. I just have to put that out there just because I know there's still some ignorant motherfuckers out here who think, all right, nigga, gay. Ah, beat that nigga ass. Mm-mm. Try me. <laughs> it's no easy win. It's I, I can tell you right now. I've seen this nigga bench press. It's no easy win, my nigga. Like it's no easy win. This nigga is not weak. Uh, <laughs> oh god, I need to, I need to work out some frustration. Uh, don't please, do it to him. don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. Uh, <laughs> Sharkisha, no. Sharkisha, no. Don't get hurt. <laughs> Uh, i'm I'm gonna close this episode out i'm pretty sure i'm gonna probably call you right after i close this episode out bro but uh i'm gonna close this out um 
you listen to another episode of the Six Feet Under podcast. I'm your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Poochie. And like always, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please, please, please allow the peace to kill the evil that is coming from within you. Until next time, y'all, I'm out.